Welcome to Social Anxiety Solutions, your journey to social confidence. Each week I interview an expert to explore different social anxiety solutions from both Western traditional psychology and Eastern energy psychology. Each week we'll put new tools into your toolkit to enhance your social confidence. Today Steve Wells and I will be discussing the topic of self-acceptance. So here's a bit about Steve. Steve Wells is a psychologist who has trained to the highest level in provocative therapy, who has extensive training and experience in brief strategic therapy, and has been training counselors and therapists for over 20 years. Together with Dr. David Lake, he also conducts personal development seminars and professional training workshops in advanced EFT and provocative energy techniques. He and Dr. David Lake developed simple energy techniques and the unique advanced energy-based approach, provocative energy techniques. So Steve, thank you very much for being on the show with us. Hey Sebastian, thank you very much for having me. Nice to speak with you again. Exactly. Um, We'll be talking about self-acceptance in detail, but before we get to that, we first want the listeners um, to hear a little bit about you and to get some words of encouragement when it comes to achieving self-acceptance and overcoming their social anxiety. Sounds good? Yeah, sure. Steve, I know from experience that overcoming social anxiety can be, you know, a big challenge. You know, for some people that get over can overcome it quite quickly. For others, it will, you know, take quite a journey to get to the other side. And that's why we do the inspiration round at each week. We wanna first we wanna relate to you a bit, and then we wanna hear some words of encouragement. So, um, can you share with us? a powerful transformation that you went through or a client of yours went through uh, who was struggling with self-acceptance? Absolutely. Um, You know, a lot of people are very surprised to learn that I have had significant issues myself with self-acceptance. And um, this kind of came to light to me um, a few years back. You know, I was doing EFT, Emotional Freedom Techniques, which... uh, you know, is a psychological acupressure technique, you know, stimulating acupressure points on the body for emotional and stress relief. And as part of that process, they have a line in it, which you do, you do this kind of setup when you start and you say, um, you know, even though I have this problem, whatever the problem is, I deeply and completely accept myself. So I'm doing this and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just feeling really frustrated and upset and angry with myself and disgusted with myself actually um, because I'd been wasting time, you know. Instead of doing what I should have been doing, I was just playing games on the computer, you know, I was mm. procrastinating on everything that I, uh, I should have been getting to, you know, running my own business and being behind on everything. And um, so really down on myself, but I was, I was, doing this process of EFT where you tap on these points and you say these statements and I was kind of journaling it on the computer while I was doing it. So I'm typing out these words, you know, um, you know, even though I'm, you know, I've been playing, wasting my time on the computer again, playing silly computer games, I deeply and completely accept myself. And I thought, no, I do not, (laughs) you know, I totally do not accept myself. And so then I, I, I thought, well, hang on a minute, you know, this thing that, that I think is the problem, maybe this is the real problem, you know, is that I'm not accepting myself. So I thought, okay, you know, let's make that the the target of this process. Instead of targeting, you know, um, this problem, let's target the the problem underneath it, which is that I just don't accept myself Mm. um, because I'm doing these bad things. 
and so I kind of, you know, I kind of took it to the next level and I'm like, okay, even though I, you know, I don't accept myself for having this problem, I deeply and completely accept myself. And then I thought, no, I don't. <laughs> and I just kept on going, you know, and I, I thought, I'm going to try and accept myself uh, for these things that I'm not accepting myself for. And I was applying this tapping process to that. And uh, it just, just came crashing home to me how, uh, you know, underneath everything that I was doing was this lingering feeling of, you know, not doing it good enough, not being good enough. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I kept trying to focus on accepting myself, but I didn't. Um, but I persisted, you know, so I'm actually tapping on these acupressure points with the intention to accept myself no matter what I'm doing mm. and no matter what I'm doing wrong. And I started to feel some improvement, but I thought, wow, I've got a lot to do here. So I, I, I made a commitment for 30 days to apply this process every single time I caught myself not accepting myself, I was going to do this tapping process um, f on accepting myself mm. and, uh, and target that. And man, oh man, over the next few days, I, I became conscious of the amount of my un, unacceptance of myself, you know. <laughs> I'm brushing my teeth, you know. I'm like, I'm brushing my teeth wrong, you know. Wow. Everything that I was doing, I was down on myself for. And uh, I just persisted in in tapping on on the fact that, okay, I'm going to accept myself even if I brush my teeth wrong. You know, I'm going to accept myself even if I play games on the computer. I'm going to accept myself even if, you know, I'm dithering on getting these things done and I'm not, you know, and, and, and even if I've, you know, stayed up all night playing games instead of doing work, I'm going to, and, and so it wasn't just, you know, deciding to accept myself, I was applying this tapping process to that intention and, uh, you know, a few nights later, I just, I, I was, I was right into this, so I, I kind of went to bed early, and I'm tapping on these points with this intention to accept myself no matter what. And again, I kept taking to the nth degree because it's like every time I thought, okay, I'm going to accept myself for, for that, the thought came up, no, I'm not. And so then I thought, okay, even though I don't accept myself for that, I'm going to accept myself for that. And then the next thought was, no, you don't. You know. So then I thought, right, even though I don't accept myself for not accepting myself, I'm going to accept myself. And it kind of blew the whole thing out. And um, I was suddenly filled with this kind of beautiful light feeling and this realization that I was not the problem, that all these things that I was upset about, they might be problems, but it wasn't me that was the problem and I didn't have to be the problem. And so, you know, the problems kind of became outside myself and it was a, a beautiful, beautiful realization. I've never gone back to where I was before wow. in thinking that I am... I am the problem. And uh, so I've, I've done this with lots of people. I've encouraged them to do this same kind of thing, to, to, uh, to apply this process and use their own 30-day uh, self-acceptance trial, you know, I called it, and uh, had really, really brilliant results with lots of people all over the world. Fantastic. I, I think this is something we'll, we'll get back to a bit later in our talk because most people with social anxiety will say, well... <clears throat> I'll accept myself once I'm free of my social anxiety. <laughs> so uh, Exactly. Yeah. And the challenge is that it actually starts with wherever you are because you know what? When people uh, – <laughs> I've worked with people at the top level. A lot of the people that, that uh, you know, most of the listeners really admire, they still don't accept themselves. 
you know, a lot of uh, celebrities, a lot of uh, sporting greats, a lot of um, people who are in the top of their field, underneath that, they're, they're not really happy with themselves and they don't really like themselves. So even after achieving those things, they still have this lingering feeling of not being good enough. And so I say start with that first because that's what you're really after. And uh, when you do accept yourself, you're able to move forward. Like when I, when I did that, when I had that breakthrough through feeling, I just started doing stuff because I wasn't worried anymore about, about failing with it. It was just like, you know, it freed up my energy to be able to do things without thinking that they were the measure of my worth in the world, mm. you know? Yeah, powerful. Mm. Mm. People that are listening to this, they can probably relate to the self-acceptance uh, bit somewhat, but they'll they'll be dealing with social anxiety and, you know, they've heard that, okay, um, I need to overcome this and the only way to overcome this is to change my thoughts, face my fears, grit my teeth and go for it. And <laughs> a lot yeah. of them, you know, they are really frustrated because they're stuck and, you know, they, they might even worry that they'll have to live with their social anxiety for the rest of their lives. What, what would you say to someone listening like that? Well, first, uh, I would actually say, have a look at Sebastian. You know? <laughs> High five, very good. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I would. Look, hey, uh, I've seen this guy, you know, that I'm talking to right now doing karaoke on the streets of the Philippines. And I thought, wow, you know, if this is a guy who had social anxiety, I don't see it right now. Mm. Um, and I know that you went through a massive amount of struggle to get there. Yeah. But what you did was you kept searching and you kept, you know, tweaking and improving and going for the next thing. And sometimes it isn't even um, the thing, it's the accumulation of things. So, um, you know, some problems are easily fixed, you know, like a phobia often can be fixed quite quickly. Mm. Um especially with the energy tapping techniques. You know, sometimes you can fix a phobia in 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes and it's even a lifelong phobia. But a thing like social anxiety is, and, and this is what anxiety does, it, it attaches itself to so many parts of your life. And, uh, you know, I personally have, have discovered in retrospect that what I used to have was an underlying general anxiety state, hmm. which meant that even when I learned tapping, you know, I got... I got over some things and I got over them really quickly, but some things were frustratingly still a problem. And uh, it wasn't until I learned that I needed to do this, this uh, tapping process and use some techniques on an ongoing basis to get my anxiety level above its, uh, you know, its baseline, which was kind of like way down. <laughs> oh, excuse me, the, the, the anxiety wasn't way down. The anxiety was, was way up. You know, to bring up my good life energy and to bring down the anxiety level. And that just requires me to do stuff on a regular basis, you know. So I, so I do some practices every day and it's only because of that that I can maintain the, the level that I'm at. Because mm. once you learn the tapping, uh, <clears throat> it's something that's very easy to do and you can take it along with you. And indeed, like you say, uh, it took quite... <laughs> For me especially, it took quite a journey to overcome it and to really uh, address all of the little areas of my life and the big areas of my life that anxiety had creeped into, but it's absolutely something you can overcome. Yeah, and I, th I think one of the biggest things that's frustrating and really um, 
causes people to go into despair and, you know, to blame themselves is, you know, people on the internet are raving on about, you know, this and that and I can fix your problem in five minutes. And really, you know, yes, the tapping can do that. The tapping techniques can do that on, you know, single aspected fears and even though they're, you know, really significant. Um, but there's a lot of people with more general anxiety and stuff like social anxiety that, that a lot of them are going to need to do a lot more work with that. I mean, the the work isn't hard. It's just a matter of actually putting in the time and, and, and doing it. Now, of course, as you know, getting yourself to do something consistently, that's the challenge, hmm. you know. But this is actually a beneficial habit that you can develop and it's it's really easy to do and, uh, you know, you can integrate it into your daily life. And, you know, we've, we've come up with a way of using the energy tapping that allows people to use it in their daily life as they go through stuff. And uh, as you do that, it actually reduces the it reduces the suffering. You know, like a lot of people are doing exposure therapy, as you mentioned. You know, feel the fear and do it anyway. Force yourself out there, right. and that's good. But you know what? For some people, that's really harrowing. Right. It's really tough. And um, what the techniques like tapping do is that they take at at the very least they take the edge off that at the beginning, so that it becomes you know a little bit easier. And over time, it becomes a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and you will be sharing these, uh, you know, these resources at the end. Am I right? Absolutely. Very yep. good. Awesome. Definitely. Good. So let's move on to the topic of the day. So, Steve, we talk about self-acceptance today because I believe it's one of the causes or the cause of social anxiety and. I, I know I definitely didn't accept myself. I, I saw myself as the biggest loser around. I, I, I thought that everyone was above me. And you know I, I saw how everyone was having fun and I was missing out. And I couldn't really enjoy it when I was, was around other people. And I, I mentioned it earlier that, um, you know, I, I, I found out about self-acceptance, you know, it was suggested to me and I was like, are you kidding me? You know, <laughs> how can yes. I accept myself? This social anxiety, it's ruining my life. I can't be myself, you know, without this, I'd be fine. I was wrong, but, you know, without this, I'd be fine. I'm not going to accept myself. And that, uh, that actually caused me to struggle for a lot longer, um, so, so, Steve, to kick off, how, how does self-acceptance relate to social anxiety? Okay, well, exactly as you said, um, you have your problem and then you have your reaction to the problem. And the reaction to the problem is fairly universal, is that we get angry at ourselves for having the problem. We beat ourselves up for having the problem. We put ourselves down for having the problem because any problem that we have, we shouldn't have. Um, you know, in general, across the world... People feel anxiety when they experience new situations. And, you know, of course, some people are feeling the fear and going ahead anyway, whereas others are, are, are stopping in their tracks. Now, if you're, if you're doing that and other people are going ahead, then you can now you can beat yourself up for not being as good as them. Um, right, comparing. So it's, it, yeah, absolutely. So this um, underlying uh, thing of... I'm not as good as them or, or basically not good enough, that's a universal human belief. And, uh, you know, somebody who has a problem like social anxiety has that belief really close to the surface. You know, everyone has it, 
but for someone with social anxiety, it's going to be close to the surface a lot of the time. So, you know, you're uh, feeling anxious a lot of the time and, you know, you should be out there doing it and so therefore, and, and you're not. So therefore, you know, you can blame yourself. There's something wrong with you. You can beat yourself up and so on. Um, and we tend to do that the way that we were you know, beaten up in the past, um, put down in the past. You know, you, if you um, if you've been told off in the past by your parents, if you've been, you know, some people uh, uh, were literally beaten up, um, and so they can actually uh, do that internally to themselves. You know, um, because that's what you're supposed to do when you're uh, when you're doing something wrong. You're supposed to to punish yourself, and right. so it gets into real self-punishment, you know. And and I know myself, I, I, I actually went to levels of, I would call self-disgust. Mm. And, you know, I'm, I know a lot of people who know me would be very surprised to hear that, but that's the truth. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I know that a lot of people who suffer from sang- so social anxiety get to that level of depth in terms of... Um, you know, this this self-disgust and so on. But you know what? It's just the same when you have an addiction, like people have an addiction or have a craving and then they and then they indulge in the thing, you know, they indulge their craving and then they feel guilty. Guilt afterwards or the beating up your, of yourself is actually part of the addictive cycle. Hmm. It keeps the cycle happening. So this thing of non-self-acceptance is a guaranteed way to keep the cycle happening. Right. And paradoxically, accepting yourself, um, uh, starting with accepting where you are, you know, because accepting where you are and, and accepting that that's not where you want to be is the beginning point. Hmm. You can only go where you need to go if you're willing to start from where you are. So, um, you know, and acceptance, you know, seems to people like it's a passive thing. You know, if I accept this, then I'm, you know... I'm I'm accepting, yeah, Yeah. exactly. It totally is not that. It's one of the most empowering things. It's like, okay, no one wants to start from where they are. They want to start from where they should be, you know? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, that's that's the starting point for me is, you know, acceptance starts with, okay, this is where I am. And, And if you did totally accept where you were, then you wouldn't be so down on yourself for making small steps from there. But because you don't accept where you are and you look at where you should be, then you can be down on yourself even if you make a step. Yeah. See? Yeah. Mm. I found that uh, <clears throat> most people that come to me that have been suffering from social anxiety for a long time, they're angry with themselves. They're frustrated about their process. They're afraid that they won't be able to overcome it. They're sad that they're in that situation. And it's all these feelings on top of the problem itself that you know prevent them from accepting it. And uh, exactly. So when we use the techniques like the um, energy tapping, we actually apply it to that first. Right. You know, you start with the anger at yourself and the lack of acceptance of yourself because that's putting a lid on the problem, as you say, and it stops you from being able to access the problem itself. Um, so it's it's kind of a compounding effect. Um, you know, have the problem, get angry at yourself. Now you've got two problems, right. and the anger at yourself keeps the problem there. Because the anger at yourself is focused on the problem all the time, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, great. And um, you mentioned the universal belief, I'm not good enough. And that <clears throat> being a cause for lack of self-acceptance, where is it that that comes from, that belief? Can you give us a couple of examples? Well, in essence, it comes from rejection and lack of acceptance, and mostly in our early lives, we get a fair bit of that, you know. Um, 
a lot of us have experienced in our families where we are loved and approved of if we do certain things and we are not loved and approved of if we if we do other things or we don't do certain things right. and sometimes that's kind of random and sometimes it's a systematic you know withdrawal of love you know i'm not going to love you unless you act like this um then we get to you know kindergarten school or whatever or even in you know very early and now our performance is linked to uh the approval of others mm. and so uh you know now we link our self-worth and our um our acceptance of self and all of those things self-esteem is is linked to uh how well we perform now um you know when you're little and you have to go away from your parents, it's a natural thing to to be attached to them, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, challenges with that can, you know, that they they can exacerbate at that time. Um, but the the biggest challenge I think underlying all of this is is basically rejection. You know, withdrawal of love is rejection. You know, um, not being approved of because you didn't perform is a form of rejection. Mm. And rejection is actually experienced in the same area of the nervous system, the same area of the brain that we experience physical pain. Okay. So <laughs> this is why a lot of people are, you know, if they fear rejection, it, it's 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 hardwired into our system, I think, because we're we're actually social animals. We're social beings. We have evolved to be in groups, and that's probably why this is linked to an actual physical pain. Is that you know, if you're rejected by the group, you experience it as as physical pain, you know. And everyone remembers the excruciation excruciation there's a new word for you <laughs> excruciating feelings you know when you're a teenager where acceptance becomes everything yeah you know Being part and rejection of group, right Bullying oh gosh yes right. and so rejection at that time can be really hard felt you know and uh and uh yeah it can be the genesis of a whole lot of ongoing problems for a lot of people hmm. and and i found it can even be very subtle things like you know uh your mom giving you a disapproving look a bunch of times, you know, or, you know, you just get that look from mom or, uh, you know, your dad not being available for you. And um, the people that I tend to work with seem to all be more sensitive uh, or, you know, or I'm attracting that, that's possible too. But uh, <laughs> that, that seems to be the case. Uh, that, well, that's know. okay if you're attracting that because that means you can help them because you, you know, you're, uh, you've got a strong identification of, with that experience. Mm. Um, absolutely, you know. Um, people can be rejected in all kinds of ways and sometimes it's, you know, it's not a look, it's not, a, it's not, a, um, it's not something they say, it's just a, you can feel that they've turned away from you and mm. the energy, their heart is not, is not with you kind of thing. You know, my good mate, um, Dr. David Lake taught me, uh, when I, my, you know, when my, um, eldest son was young, he used to, I, I had a home office and he used to come into my room often, you know, and of course I'd be like, no, no, you got to get out. And it, it, I felt really bad about that. And, um, Dave Lake said to me, the, the thing that kids look for when they approach a parent is for the parent's energy to lift. Mm. And um, so I did that. I actually practiced, you know, if he came in, you know, because I accidentally left the door open or something like that when I had my home office, um, 
I would I would go, hey, Josh, how you going? And start with that. Right. And then I would say, oh, you know, Dad's working and send him on his way. But I, I made sure that my energy lifted when he approached me. But, you know, that quite often happens is that the you know, kid just looking for a little bit of, you know, love, approval and affection approaches a parent who's deeply engrossed in some important endeavor, you know, right. uh, <laughs> and a parent says, rack off, you know, right. and there's, there's, a, there's a rejection, mm. you know. Yeah, good one. Now, something we spoke a bit of earlier is the uh, I can't accept myself until I'm free of social anxiety dilemma. It's a long sentence. Um, So how can you accept yourself when you're dealing with social anxiety and, you know, it's it's damaging your whole life? It creeps into all your relationships. How can you accept yourself? Okay, well, this is going to sound strange, but you can't. So you actually have to start with accepting that. So it's 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 a strange thing is that you've kind of built levels and layers of 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 non acceptance so the starting point isn't total self acceptance the the starting point is starting with accepting yourself not accepting yourself for having social anxiety hmm. and and that seems counterintuitive or paradoxical or ridiculous but it's actually really the way the way home you start with the fact that you don't accept yourself for having social anxiety, but you want to accept yourself and, and just work from there. Because you're, you're not wanting to accept yourself is kind of like a, it's an energy, right? It's a stuck feeling. It's well, you're not wanting to accept yourself for that is actually wanting something good for you, if that makes sense. Mm. That's a part of you that wants something good for you. So if you beat that part up as well, then you're beating yourself up on two levels. You know, so, so you have a part that's not accepting you because it's trying to help you. Of course, it's misguided, you know, because it's trying to help you by punishing you and so on. But it's actually part of you that wants you to get better. And so you accept that, that, that uh, you're doing that even though you don't like the consequences of it, if, if that makes sense. And, uh, yeah, you start with accepting that you don't accept yourself and accepting that you want to accept yourself but that you currently can't and uh, all that kind of stuff. You know, Eckhart Tolle in his um, his book Stillness Speaks, you know, he wrote The Power of Now and he's got a little book called Stillness Speaks and, uh, you know, this guy comes to him and he says, how can I, you know, accept this? You know, I'm really irritated about this. And he said, well, start by accepting that. He says, what? Start by accepting that I'm irritated about this. And he said, yeah, accept that you're irritated about that and then move towards the next level of acceptance. Hmm. Yeah, very good. Steve, let's get into some of the solutions. All right, Steve, I know you've got a lot of tips and techniques and strategies and solutions. And in this round, we're going to focus on uncovering what some of these are and then how to apply them to accepting yourself and overcoming your social anxiety. So first off, throughout your journey of self-improvement and you know, giving workshops and working with clients, what's the most effective tool or technique or strategy that you've experienced that people can self-apply today? Okay, by far and away, it is this simple uh, technique of tapping on energy points on the body. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, we started with EFT, Emotional Freedom Techniques. It's a great technique. Uh, we've simplified that to a version we call simple energy techniques. And it, it's something anybody can learn. They can use it for self-help. And it works for most people who use it. Um, and it, and it, 
it really can help people with social anxiety because it's something they can take with them and it's portable. Um, so it's a process of stimulating acupressure points on the body using the fingers of your own hands. You gently tap on the points hard enough to feel it but not hard enough to hurt. You can do it in a focused way where you target the things that are stressing you and uh, and causing your anxiety and you can uh, uh, experience a reduction in your anxiety when you do that and often if you uh, if you target all the different parts of the problem that are affecting you then you can have relief on that problem to the point where it doesn't affect you in the same way or at all mm. um, now uh, some problems have lots of parts and you just apply the same simple process to those lots of parts the other thing about it is that you can do it just doing it without being clever, without being psychological, without even knowing what your core underlying issues are. And if you do enough of it on a regular basis, then you should find that your anxiety, your general anxiety levels reduce and that your good life energy and your optimism increases. Because when your anxiety is above your life energy, um, then every negative thought seems real. Every doom and gloom is going to happen. You know, every possibility of failure is more likely. But when you, um, when that level comes down and when your good life energy comes up, which happens as a result of doing this tapping enough, um, then you have the same thoughts and they don't affect you anywhere near as much, if at all. You know, they can just flow through the, through through you you can see them as thoughts rather than as likely realities and uh, you can go forward and do things that you weren't able to to do before um, so yeah it's it's a great tool everybody can use it uh, just about everybody uh, it seems can get results from it hmm. that's great it's what, what i hear you say is this is a technique that you can uh aim at specific problems like the anger for having social anxiety, the frustration, you know, tackling all the aspects of, of, of the bigger problem. And you can also use it just in and of itself without having to focus on something. And as you do that for a while, your stress levels actually go down and your happiness level, so to speak, goes, goes up. Right, that's what I heard. Absolutely, you say. yeah. We we call it energy toning because you're you know you're stimulating what we believe is the body's energy system. But in fact, it's a form of emotional fitness. So that if you do this each day, then you're generally putting yourself in a better state and you're uh, decreasing your anxiety. You know, when you tap on these points, the research has shown that uh, that the minute you start tapping on these points, the cortisol, which is a stress chemistry in your uh, uh, in your nervous system reduces and the endorphins which is your positive uh, uh, happy drugs increase uh, and the brainwave patterns start changing towards more delta waves which uh, interrupt the anxiety messages you know there's a lot of people who believe there's a lot more going on you know in the energy system but even just knowing those two things um, you know you can, you're having a powerful effect by reducing the amount of stress in the system and reducing the anxiety as you as you go and the, the challenge is if you've got lots of it, then if you do it today but you don't do it tomorrow, then it'll be back, right. you know. And so uh, what I found was that I only really got consistent results when I did it every day. Hmm. And I had to do it every day for, for long enough and consistently enough to really get my normal level to reset itself to a much lower level of, uh, of general stress and, a, and a, you know, a level of healthy functioning. 
right? And <clears throat> it's such a simple technique. You can start linking it to things that you're already doing and, and kind of make a habit out of it. And it's it's not, you know, you guys teach uh, the, the finger tapping. Uh, can, can you just share what that is? Yeah, this is like, so first of all, um, you know, we haven't gone through the points, but obviously we're going to give people links for diagrams and all that kind of stuff and videos. Um, but there are some points on the fingers and the thumb, which you can tap on using the fingers of the other hand, like it's on the side of the thumb level with the base of the thumbnail, on the palm side of the thumb level with the base of the thumbnail, and you can just tap that with two fingers of the other hand. And then you can tap on the side of the index finger at the end on the thumb side of the index finger level with the nail at the end and then on the middle finger level with the nail at the end and you know and down on each the, the side of each finger you know the the, the um, ring finger level with the nail on the you know again this is on the thumb side and then on the little finger but you can also use the thumb to tap on these points and these are these are all acupressure points that have been known for thousands of years so you can use the thumb of the same hand to tap on the side of each finger. So I'm I'm doing it right now as I'm talking to Me you too. and I hope I'm explaining it. So I hope I'm explaining it so that listeners can and, understand. And it will be in video. Yeah. Yeah, it will be shared. But you, you use the thumb of the same hand just to tap down onto the side of the index finger level with where the nail is. Okay? And then you move down to the middle finger and you're using the thumb of the same hand just to just to gently tap. Now once people get used to this, it's easy to do and it's non-fatiguing so you can do it uh, and it's also subtle so you can do it in public. So I'm just going down each finger, you know, I started with the index finger down to the middle finger, now I'm tapping on the side of the ring finger level with the nail and then on the side of the little finger. And then once you've gone down the ladder, you can go back up the ladder um, you can spend as long as you like on any of the points. If you really, really severe anxiety, then you can count and tap 20 times on each point. It doesn't matter really, but some people just like to do that to keep their mind busy, you know, because the mind is not your friend sometimes. Right. Um, so this is, this is something you can do just subtly out in public. And not only can you um, gently tap on these points. So, you know, for example, if you're in a situation, you know, you can be tapping on your finger on your fingers under the table which is reducing your anxiety as you go you can you know have your hands behind your back you can have your arms folded and you can be tapping these points you can have your hands in a jacket um, but you can also just gently touch or rub or hold the points put a little bit of pressure on them and that will work just as well right so there are other points that are used in this tapping process on the face and the upper body but you're not going to walk out in public tapping on your up on your face <laughs> Um, although people do generally, you know, rub the side of their face and, you know, um, rest their chin on their hand with their finger, you know, touching the point which is on the, on the, um, under the lip. Um, but this one you can do out in public. It's subtle. You can do it by stealth and you can be progressively reducing your anxiety out in the situation where it happens. Fantastic. And for when you're listening to this, we'll have videos explaining this where, where Steve is explaining this on um, on video that uh, he's sharing with you. And we'll link that up in the in the show notes. So, Steve, how did you get in contact with? Um, well, I know that the simple energy techniques is a is a simplification or um, of the EFT. Uh, can, you, can you share with us how you got into contact with the EFT? 
Yeah, well, I, you know, if you told me 25 years ago I'd be getting people to tap on acupressure points, I would have said you're crazy. You know, I mean, I'm, I, I don't consider myself a conventional psychologist, and I'm fairly open-minded, but I don't think I would have looked at it if it wasn't for the fact that a guy who's a more conservative psychologist had come back from the U.S. And he'd been to a conference and he brought back these videotapes, you know. <laughs> it doesn't seem so long ago, but they're videotapes they were, uh, of, that Gary Craig put together. So Gary Craig had um, created a simple version of this. You know, there was a, a version prior to his technique uh, called Thought Field Therapy developed by a psychologist named Roger Callahan, who made some of the discoveries behind these methods. Uh, but Gary Craig had simplified it and created EFT. And he made these videotapes and... You know, this guy was telling me about them and I'm like, mm, that sounds a little bit strange. And he said, well, I've got these videos. Why don't you have a look? So I borrowed them off him and I had a look. And I was blown away by some of the things I could see happening. So, you know, Gary had actually done some stuff. I mean, one impressed me particularly was, um, you know, he spent some days in the Veterans Administration Hospital with uh, war veterans, mm. helping them get over their post-traumatic stress and their uh, really, really severe um, anxiety conditions, you know. Right. I mean, these guys were in the hospital on medication. So we're talking about getting them out of the hospital. And, uh, you know, one of the most severely anxiety-provoking situations for them to be in, for example, with one guy, was in the middle of a restaurant, you know. Right. Uh, like these guys would I never go in the, middle, in the middle of the restaurant. And so th- I was watching this. And I was working with Vietnam vets at the time through the Vietnam Vets Counseling Service over here running groups and I could see that this was a really significant result, you know, to take someone who's on medication for their severe post-traumatic stress disorder out into a situation like that, which was a major threat for them before, and get them to be able to be in a restaurant enjoying the meal, right. um, you know, <laughs> and and not worried that someone's going to come up from behind them or whatever, you know. So um, that started to convince me but then it's like okay you know I can see that but does it work for me so I tried it out of my wife of course poor poor woman because um, she had a bit of a fear of um, of needles and she was going to have a blood test and I said well let's try this little tapping technique and it worked brilliantly like in a matter of a few minutes she went from being really anxious to hardly any and uh, then she was able to go and have the needles and and it didn't bother her for the first time ever and she was even able to watch them put the needle in, which she'd never been able to do. Wow. And, um, you know, so then I thought, okay, well, you know, this is this is more interesting. Then I tried it out with a client who had severe trauma. Her son had um, been threatening to kill her and um, the results were dramatic, fantastic, immediate and lasting, you know. Mm. Um, so then I thought, All right, I'm going to start you know, researching this and I did some research out at the university on it, you know, with, we did with people with phobias. Um, that was highly successful. I started using it with all my clients and I haven't looked back basically. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I should say that back in, uh, in, in those early days, you know, watched those videotapes, started trying it out, got results and then, you know, made contact. I rang my mate Dave Lake and uh, – taught it to him over the phone and he could feel the difference from tapping on these points instantly. And then we made contact with Gary Craig and said, we want to bring you to Australia. And he said, no, you come to the US. So, <laughs> so we went over there and did his, um, his uh, workshop and David got up on stage 
Uh, at that time, he had a severe lifelong public speaking phobia, and that was 95% cured in, in a 38-minute session with Gary Craig on on stage. Wow. And uh, for the last 15 years, he and I have been traveling all over the world and originally teaching people EFT and now teaching our SET and our, our more advanced provocative energy techniques approach. Um, and, you know... He can present in front of hundreds of people. Doesn't feel anxious. He doesn't feel any of that anxiety that he used to feel. Amazing, huh? Ah, and that's the thing about it is that when you have the result, it's not like exposure therapy where you you know you you gut your way out and it gets a little bit better for most people. It doesn't get better for everyone, by the way. But for most people, it's it gets easier. But it's still a, it's still a bit tough, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I. I with my situation, I got a whole lot of problems that I got over, but I could still go to this professional speaking group that I went to and still feel anxious going to their stupid meetings, even though I was one of the most highly accredited professional speakers. I'd met their highest criteria. I was, I was given the award professional speaker of the year one time, and I still feel, felt anxious going to their damn meetings. You know, this is crazy. Uh, but that's what exposure therapy does is that you still feel some anxiety usually. Yeah. But with tapping, when you get over something, you don't feel it at all. It's gone. Right. Exactly. That's And that's totally that's what you're after. Yeah. 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 Great. So when people listening to this want to make some progress today to you know, get a deep, deeper level of self-acceptance or get started on that journey to overcoming their social anxiety, what, what would be an action step for them? All right. Well, first one is actually um, have a look at the videos, read this. I've got a free special report on uh, which just goes through all the points. It's got diagrams of, of these tapping points, even from what I've just discussed. You know, if people could pick up on that process and do that tapping, they can just start applying that as they go to their anxiety mm. and that will that will be um that will be a good first step then i recommend deliberately targeting it to this issue of underlying issue of not accepting yourself for having this problem because remember that that is putting a lid on top of the problem itself and not allowing you to access uh the problem itself this is this is what i found was that the targeting that problem opened up a whole bunch of other stuff for, for me to get access to. And, uh, you know, as I say, I've never slipped back to that thing of, 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 of uh, you know, thinking that I am always the problem. It's never been anywhere near as bad as it, it was before. Now, self-acceptance is an ongoing journey, and I've definitely found that there's more levels to go to. Yep. And I've definitely done some more tapping on that over the years um, because I've uncovered more stuff that I don't accept about myself or that I didn't accept about myself uh, and I'm sure there's more to come. Um, so I would learn the simple tapping, go on, you know, just go and learn it, give it a go, start applying it to, to everything and start doing it um, on a daily basis, um, link it to your daily routines and then target it towards that, um, that self-acceptance. I'll actually put a link in too to um, that. I wrote a four-part article series on when I applied um, this tapping to my own self-acceptance issues, you know, it, it, it walks through the process that I used um, and will give the listeners uh, some ideas about how to apply this to their own self-acceptance issues as well. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. No worries. So uh, let's move to the final empowerment round. 
So Steve, for some people, they're going to make some progress really quickly. Other people, it's going to take a bit longer and some more intense work and maybe some some one-on-one work as well. Sometimes that's required. Um, we want to empower the listener on their journey. And I'm personally quite an avid reader and I love inspirational stuff. Uh, can you share with us a book or a biography or a YouTube video or anything that is empowering and then share why you chose that? Wow. Well, this is really a tough one. Uh, I would love to um, recommend our book, Enjoy Emotional Freedom, because that teaches people the, the simple tapping and that will change your life. It's changed my life. You know, it's changed the life of my family. You know, I use it, my wife uses it, we use it with all of our kids to help them to get over their fears before they've developed into big ones um, and all that kind of stuff. So that that is enjoy emotional freedom. But I, I want to put in a plug for uh, another process, in fact, and uh, a lady whose work I found very inspiring. And that lady is Byron Katie. Right. And she has a book called Loving What Is. Reading it right now, rereading it, yeah. <laughs> great. And it's a fantastic book. I have it beside my bed. I've actually got about 25 books that sit beside my bed. Um, sometimes it becomes a tower. It looks like it's going to fall down on me. Um, but uh, it's a fantastic, simple process that you can use. And I've used her process in combination with the tapping. And it also speaks a lot to the issue of accepting yourself totally. and accepting stuff in the world. And and she says the, the thing which I believe to be true, which is that we can only suffer when we believe a thought that differs to reality. Hmm. And uh, yeah, so I think the listeners who followed up and get that book will find it very inspiring and a brilliant, brilliant, effective process that anybody can use. Right. Thank you for that. I think that's a that's a fantastic uh, recommendation. Like I said, I'm reading it now. It's a great book. Um, Steve, can you leave us with where we can find out more about you and then end by sharing your favorite quote? Yeah. Okay. So our website is eftdownunder.com, eftdownunder.com. Um, and, uh, you know, there's plenty of free resources on there, massive amount of resources about these tapping techniques and also links to other people who are uh, doing really good work in the field. Um, and my my quote is actually a small one. You know, I, I, I've I've collected quotes over the years and I've got lots of really, really inspiring quotes. But the one that I have that which has been the most useful for me is one that I am uh, have in front of me on a little post-it note that I stuck on the bottom of my computer. Now it's not got any sticky left on it because it's been here for about three years. I know those. And it's just three words, success, not perfection. Hmm. And I picked that up from Alan Weiss, one of my mentors, and uh, you know he really taught me that uh, that uh, if you focus on perfection, you're never going to get anywhere. You've actually got to uh, be willing to go for success, not perfection. You know, it's the same as that you know, that other quote: you know, small deeds done are better than great deeds planned. Um, success, not perfection. Um, get out there and do it badly. You know, I, I'm giving, I, I can't help myself. I'm giving three versions of the same quote. So here's, here's my other favorite one. I, I don't know who wrote this, but I wish I'd made it up. It, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing badly, mm. you know, at first, because everything you do well, you have to do badly at first. And, you know, we're all really stumbling down the road of life in our own way. And everyone else looks 
like they're elegant, uh, but we don't often see the way we look to them. Right, exactly, because most people, uh, nobody really knew, or you know, some people knew, but most people didn't know that I had social anxiety, and that's a common story for people, because you want to give off a front that nobody sees how uncomfortable you really feel. And you think that you do, but I've had many clients uh, that actually told uh, a close friend that they had social anxiety. And the close friend was like, what? Are you serious? Yes. You? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Do you mind if I tell you a story that you made me think of? Definitely not. Um, you know, I used to have this situation that used to really, really upset me, which was when you're in a group situation, they go around and introduce themselves. Mm. And uh, that was like, you know, that would make me have a panic attack. And I went back to uni to do my master's degree, which I took 100 years to finish, by the way. But um, at the start, they scared the hell out of me because they have this big get-together with all the professors and all the people who are doing all their PhDs and master's degrees in this great big room. And they're going to go around and everyone is going to introduce themselves and say what their background is and all this kind of stuff. This is my worst nightmare. So I position myself right next to the lecturer. And he starts going the other way. Oh, no. So now I'm in my worst nightmare. I, I cannot. That's that's the worst thing, that thing of the, the anxiety building up as right. it goes around the group. So I embarrass myself and just say, look, I'm sorry. I have to. Do you mind if I interrupt? You know, I sat here so I could go first because I was feeling anxious, you know. And uh, <laughs> anyway, so they let me. They let me introduce myself and get it, get the torture over and done with oh. and um anyway after the first semester i'm walking along with with uh, one of the ladies in my group and uh, we we're reflecting on that um experience of that first day and and she was talking about oh do you remember that first day you know and um i said oh yeah i said i was so anxious and she says oh anxious i just thought you were being arrogant <laughs> and i thought wow Right. She didn't even know I was anxious. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. She thought I was being arrogant, you know, for butting in. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And I realized that a whole bunch of those people who were experienced psychologists would have had no idea that I was full of anxiety. Right. Yeah. Funny, funny. Very funny. And uh, <laughs> also not the first time I hear that. Definitely speaking oh, yeah. from a personal perspective as well. Here in the Philippines, in the beginning, they will call me Hamburguero, which means <laughs> proud and boastful. And, uh, like, oh, that's not really how you want to uh, be called. I know you so well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Steve, thank you very much for the interview and for sharing all the resources. Uh, really appreciate that and enjoyed the interview. So thank you. Thank you, Sebastian. It's been an absolute pleasure. Awesome. Um, thank you for listening all. All the resources that Steve referred to will be in the show notes page. Give it a go, try it out, and if you want to learn how to overcome your social anxiety using EFT, I share a free PDF on my website called 12 Shortcuts to Social Confidence. And in this article, I share with you some of the best that I've learned in the past five years of solely coaching socially phobic clients. And each step in there provides you with one shortcut to social confidence. So you can find that at socialanxietysolutionsplural.com. All right. I hope you enjoyed this. Thank you. And I look forward to connecting with you next week again. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.